listening to Confidently She, a podcast bringing a fresh, encouraging perspective on what it means to be a woman. And while it's okay to not be okay, I believe there's a way to walk through any stage of life with a confident perspective. Turns out there are some pretty excited people who listen to this podcast and they want to tell people about it. So I'm going to read some reviews from iTunes. This one is from Skylar and she says, I cannot thank this podcast enough. I've been trying to get my life back into the plan of God, but I had no idea where to start. She addresses every topic with honesty, vulnerability, and love. I look forward to listening to her speak every chance I get. Oh, that's amazing. I, I can't even believe that, like, someone out there listens to this and is impacted that much by me sitting in my closet talking into this microphone. So it's just proof of what God can do when you start listening to to what he's prompting you to, to go out and do with your life. So if you want me to read what you think about this podcast, uh, give me a review, write down your thoughts, what you like about it. Heck, tell me what you don't like about it. I'll read it. You know, this is all about being real and honest. Uh, if you think that there's something I could change, totally open to hearing that. So I would love to read your review, but you have to write it first. So head on over to iTunes, leave a rating and review, and I might read yours next. I'm so excited about this episode because I'm going to talk about closure. This is something I struggled with a lot. And, you know, to be honest, still struggle with this because, let's be real, like, this is not a podcast that I'm making after I've gone through all of my stuff. It's like, these are things that I'm learning along the way. So closure was always this thing that was, like, looming over my head, whether it was, you know, somebody didn't want to date me or a breakup or... Even if I was the one who broke up with them, like, I would still want some kind of closure. Um, I don't really know what I was looking for, but it definitely, it, okay, I'll just start with, like, a definition of closure. So I think the typical way we view closure is getting an answer from someone to a question that we're not really prepared to ask if we're honest with ourselves. So usually it's like someone doesn't want to see you anymore. Someone breaks up with you. You get fired. You don't get a second job interview. You don't get the job offer. Whatever it is, it's usually related to relationships or your career I suppose there could be something with like a friend or whatever, but it's there there's this this question that needs answering. And usually it's why wasn't I picked? What about me wasn't good enough? What about me was lacking that made you want to walk away or that made you not try to convince me to stay? I think that was the big one for me. After breaking up with someone, I'd be like, why didn't you try to convince me to not? Like, par part, of, part of not knowing about a relationship is like, I'm not sure if this person would even really care if I left. And when you realize that, that's like a huge slap in the face, but also an indicator that like, maybe this isn't a great relationship because you want to be with someone who fights for you and who fights for the relationship, not not in a creepy way, not in a way that's like, oh my gosh, 
I broke up with you. Please stop calling. But in a way that's like, hey, I want to work through whatever issues are that big of a deal to you that you're thinking about leaving. Like, I want to work through things rather than being like, well, if she doesn't like me the way I am, I guess uh, it's just over. Like, okay, good luck. Good luck with that. So closure is not getting an answer from this person. But I think that we we confuse it with that. And what I mean is, so I would want to, I would want to know from this guy or from this employer or whatever, like, what was it about me that made you not react the way I wanted you to or the way I was hoping you would? And this ties into confidence and insecurity because listen listen to the, the positioning of that question. What about me wasn't good enough? First of all, you're making this whole situation about you. It's not about you. Sometimes, most of the time, it's about them. Something about what they are looking for or what they are prepared to handle or what makes them comfortable does not line up with everything you've got going on. There have been times that I have not been offered a job because I was overqualified. Literally, overqualified. They were like, we don't think you should work here because you're too good for us, basically. Or they're like, we were just afraid that after you'd been in the role for a few months, you would leave because you would realize that this isn't what you're looking for. And that's totally valid, right? That's that's like a real thing. That doesn't mean that there was something wrong about me. That doesn't mean that like, wow, I can't even get a job doing this. It was like, no, like you just really are better suited for more. So that's one way to think about it, that it's like, and, and especially in relationships and with other, when you're dealing with other people and emotions and it's maybe you're intimidating to them. And you know what? My mom's friend, my mom, they live out in Rapid City, South Dakota now, out in the Black Hills, and she's got this group of, like, hiking friends, and one of one of her friends, she's so funny, she's from Georgia, and they were talking about dating and whatever, and I came up in the conversation because I'm currently single and dating, and my mom mentioned how she's like, well, I think a lot of guys are intimidated by by Rebecca because she just, you know, she's got a lot going for her, and she has a lot of good qualities. And I think they're just intimidated. And her friend goes, well, if they can't handle it, you don't want them anyway. <laughs> and and my mom told me that. And I was just like, yes, exactly. Like it, exactly that. It might mean, you know, it will mean that you have to wait longer for the right person. It usually means there are more bumps in the road, but it's not about who gets there first. It's about getting to the right place. That's what it's about. That's what relationships are about. That's what careers are about. That's what this whole life is about. It's not about who gets where first. It's about ending up in the place where you belong. 
And so often we compare ourselves to other people, we lose sight of the fact that, hey, guess what? I don't even want their relationship. I don't even want a job like that. Yes, I could go out and I could get some boyfriend and start dating somebody. Sure. But like, I don't want that. And you don't want that either. And so coming back to to the closure part, it doesn't matter why. It just matters what. This is one of those times where asking why is a, is a waste of energy. It'll drive you crazy. This, this is an example of you are trying to ask a question that you don't want the answer to. You're not prepared to hear the truth. And maybe that person isn't even prepared to tell you. Like, if someone broke up with you, do you really want to know why? They don't want to be with you anymore? Like, probably not, right? And 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 especially given the nature of the relationship. So I'll get more specific because I don't like speaking in like general terms. I was in a toxic, really bad, abusive relationship with a narcissist when I was 21 years old. I was my senior year of college. He was just a nightmare. And after I left him, I wanted to understand why he treated me so poorly. Like, I wanted this sense of closure around, like, him apologizing to me for what happened. Him realizing that what he did was wrong. Him seeing that the way he treated me wasn't okay. I wanted closure around that because I was like, this isn't just me, right? Like, I, like, I can't move on from this until this guy realizes that what happened wasn't my fault. Like, the reason we broke up wasn't my fault. It was him and the way he acted. Like, I could not continue on like that. And if he would have just been different, if he would have just changed, then we maybe still could have been together. But, you know, narcissists, you don't want to go down that road. You can't, you can't make someone change. And you don't want to change them, you know? You want that to be who they really are on their own. You don't want them to change for you because then is it ever really like a genuine change? I don't know. Probably not. So the closure I was seeking specifically was I want him to apologize to me for the way he treated me and I want for him to know the truth that it's not like, oh, Rebecca just broke up with me, packed up all her stuff and leave and leaved and left. Yes, technically that is what happened. I broke up with you, packed up all my stuff and left. But there were other things that led up to that. And and for months I was just like torn up about this. And, and it hurt so much to think that after everything that I went through in that relationship, he could turn it into, he could play the victim. And I'm like, no, I want him to see that, like, I didn't do this to him. He did it to himself. I was just responding like any normal, sane human would in that situation. So, you know, I would get really sad and really, like, upset about it. And I would, like, text him sometimes or I would, like, try to see if, like, he had changed or, you know, just stupid stuff that I shouldn't have done. But in at the moment, that's... That's what I needed in order to get through it. And 
I did end up talking with him again, and I actually ended up seeing him one more time. Um, We started talking maybe eight or nine months after I had left, and I thought that maybe he had really seen that it was his fault and that he had some things to change and to work on. And I was on my way to Ireland. I went on a trip to Ireland by myself and I had a layover in Chicago for like five hours. And on my way back, he picked me up from the airport and we had dinner. And it was very weird to see him again, but it was very nice to see him. And part of me was just like, oh, like... This could be, like, maybe it could work. Maybe all of that suffering and pain that I went through wasn't wasted. Because that's really the fear, right? The fear when you're in that kind of situation is like, oh, all of that was for nothing if it doesn't work out. If this relationship doesn't end up lasting forever, then all of that stuff was a waste of time, a waste of energy. That is a lie. No, it is not. Maybe all of that hurt and pain was teaching you how to protect yourself from the next person, was teaching you the dangers of being in a relationship with someone who is a narcissist, who doesn't care for you, who doesn't love you the way that you love people and the way that God teaches us to love people. Maybe that's what it was supposed to teach you. And if you hang on to those relationships for too long, you you will never end up being in the one that that you're meant for. So, I was thinking, oh, maybe it wasn't all going to be a waste. Maybe maybe if things work out, then that means it wasn't wasted. And we're having this dinner and we went back to his apartment and it was like the apartment that we lived in together. And this was before I was like super, you know, walking with the Lord. So I was living with him. We, you know, everything that goes along with living with your boyfriend and... It was very weird to be there again. It was like it was like I was going back in time. And that's exactly how it felt like emotionally. Like I was in that same space that I left and I started feeling kind of like flashbacks of like trauma flashbacks and was just like yeah, this isn't going to be a thing. Coming back to the scene, you know, being in this place again. Helped me realize how much I had healed. And it brought me back to the airport. And he told me he loved me. And I, there was just this like nudge, which now looking back, I was like, that was probably the Holy Spirit nudging me to be like, nope, you do not love him back. And he is trying to manipulate you right now into seeing if he could get you to say, I love you. Like, he he does not love you. The, the actions are not reflecting that. These are just words. And he's trying to see if he still has his claws in you. And so I was just kind of like, okay, thank you. Like, I... And he was getting mad. He got mad at me for not saying it back. And in that moment, I was just like, yep, okay, exactly. Like, this is exactly why this is never going to work out. Because you're, again, you're like, 
You'll only say I love you if I say I love you back. Like, that's not loving someone. And you sh- like, if you loved me, you would understand all the hurt that you caused and whatever, blah, blah, blah. So that moment gave me the closure that like, yep, this is, this is not what I want. This is not going to be a thing. But what I realized afterwards and what I've gotten really good at doing now and practicing this is you don't need to see them in order to get that closure. You don't need to talk to them in order to get that closure. It's not getting the closure from them. It's coming to the realization within yourself. Hey, it's Rebecca. This isn't for everyone, but if you're just like, I'm so done fighting against my body, like every morning waking up and feeling like I just need to deal with this body again today. And you've tried all the other things you've done. You've done the things that everyone else is telling you that you need to do. If you're just like, this freaking sucks. Like I shouldn't have to live like this. I don't want to wake up in the morning with these same thoughts. I am so over all of the people telling me to love my body. What does that even mean? I want an actual plan, actual steps, someone who's done this, someone who I can be totally vulnerable with and feel safe, like they get my struggle because they've been there and they know how to get out of it. They know how to get through it without just shoving it down and pretending like it doesn't matter. I want to invite you into my one-on-one coaching program because that is where you get Someone who can see the blind spots that you are completely unaware of. Someone who can repeat your thoughts back to you in a condensed way that makes sense so that you can actually work through them and move forward. If this is something that you're like, oh, that sounds like me, go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching. That is how you get started. That is the gateway into what would be private coaching with me one-on-one. It's not for everyone. Not everyone needs a one-on-one body confidence coach. But if you want someone in your corner, if you want that support, if you want to feel like there's somebody on your side to change the way you think when you wake up in the morning, to change how you feel as you're getting dressed, to make normal everyday things like eating and getting dressed and going to work and talking to people and having relationships, normal. Because if you think about it, you're hacking your way through the Amazon jungle right now, okay? There's like, everything is in your way. I've created a path. And if you're done hacking away by yourself and you want to just surrender to heal this part of your heart, you know that this is what's been missing, you're invited to walk with me on the path. I only work with a few women every year. To be that person that they can be vulnerable with and and share everything that's going on without editing themselves, without censoring it so they don't hurt someone's feelings or, or whatever. Like, I get everything that you're going through. I've thought all the thoughts that you've had. I've tried all the things that you've tried. So go to RebeccaBiggie.com forward slash coaching and that's how you get started. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Because he didn't say to me, Rebecca, I'm never going to change. This is just who I am. And I'm never going to apologize for the things that I did to you. He didn't say that. And he didn't apologize for the things. And he didn't 
say the things that I wanted him to, but his actions spoke very loudly. And he had been acting that way the whole time. So what you can do, because you might be like, well, but Rebecca, you did get closure because you went there and then it made you realize that he's never going to change. Yes, that's how it happened that time. But that was a realization I had within myself. And you can do that on your own by reflecting back on past things that have happened. So what I mean is instead of instead of being like, well, maybe now he's different. Like if he was different now, you would know it. If, it, if he was different now and it mattered, you would know it because he would reach out to you in a way that is, like, respectful and keeping his distance, but also, like, opening the door for you guys to, like, get back together or whatever it is. So if you're not hearing from him, then it's like it really doesn't matter because for whatever reason, he's choosing not to say anything. And you reaching out and saying something to him, like, like that's that's not going to give you the closure you think it will because either he won't respond and then you'll just like go crazy spinning in that and trying to think of like, oh, what happened? Like, what was it that whatever, like confident people don't do that. All right. You can get closure by reflecting on what happened and by accepting what currently is. Okay. So I could look back, all right, there's a guy that I dated in the spring, okay? And things ended on really weird, open-ended, loose terms that I think now he's just very, like, I don't know. Maybe he's just really bad at breaking up with people is one conclusion I came to, that it's like, maybe he doesn't know how to do that. Or maybe it's like, maybe he's just, like, doing it as a way to, like, not totally close the door but not move forward and commit, which that is a huge sign of insecurity, right? Um, But anyway, this guy I dated for a while, I can look back and be like, all right, like, these are the things that he did while we were, while I did see him. Like, all of a sudden, things kind of shifted to he didn't text me back right away. He didn't call me every other night to just chat. Like, he wouldn't let me know if he was going to be busy for the next, like, six, seven hours. It was just, like, I wasn't getting as many updates from him. I wasn't hearing from him as often. He seemed really, like, guarded and distant when we were together. So, like, I don't need to reach out to him right now and be like, hey, like, what, like, what did that mean? What did, you know, why did you not want to keep seeing each other? Like, do whatever. Like, I can just look back on that and be like, well, those are the things that he was doing. And you didn't like that. And he seemed to be kind of just like non-committal and like flaking out. And currently, you're not hearing anything from him. He has your phone number still, probably. And there you go. Like, so put those two things together and you can create your own closure of like, That is who he was, and this is who he is right now. Not talking to you. So, that's fine. Like, like, and it doesn't matter why. The why could be a million different reasons, you know? Like, like, and it's not your job to figure that out. You don't have to have the answer to why. 
in order to move on and have closure. All you need to know is what and be very realistic about, okay, what are the facts? The undeniable facts. Fact. You have not heard from him. Okay. (laughs) Fact. There were things that were happening while you were dating that you didn't really like. There were undeniable things that, that you didn't like. So putting those two things together is just like, you know what? It doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter if, oh, well, you know, he's just taking some time to think about himself or, oh, he's, maybe he's afraid of commitment. And if I could just, you know, do this, then, then maybe he would think that I would, you know, no, like we waste so much time and energy thinking about all the ways we could put people together in order for them to be whole and healed enough to be with them when there are fully whole and healed people walking around right now who are ready to date you and they don't need any fixing. They don't need any putting together because they've put themselves together. And obviously we're not waiting around until you find someone who's like, quote, perfect. I feel like I shouldn't have to clarify that, but I will. But there are people out there who have it together more than that. There are people out there who will treat you the way you deserve to be treated. And getting closure, obsessing about these people from your past is not helping you build a better future. They are in the past for a reason. And whatever that reason is, doesn't matter. Like, you can just move on. It's up to you how much energy you are going to devote to trying to figure it out. Figuring it out doesn't help change the reality. Because the reality is you didn't get the job. The reality is he doesn't care that you broke up with him. Or if he does, he doesn't care enough to tell you about it. That's one thing with my ex-fiance. When I left, he didn't even, like, try to stop me. And I think it's because... He was so insecure and afraid to be rejected in that. He he probably knew already that my mind was made up. And so he didn't even try to change it because he didn't want to try and then be rejected and fail. Or who knows? You know, that's just like my best guess. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, why didn't like, why didn't he try to stop me? Why didn't he try to like fight for me? Why didn't he, you know, tell me all the reasons why we should stay together and whatever? It's like, Uh, whatever, man. Like, who cares? I don't know why. And you know what? It doesn't matter because my mind was made up. And thank God he didn't try and and pull at my emotions and pull at my heart to keep me there because who knows what would have happened. Maybe I would have stayed. It's like that Lady Gaga song, Million Reasons. You know, I just, you've given me a million reasons to leave and I just need a good one to stay. No, 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 no. Beautiful song, terrible message. Do not stay with someone who's given you a million reasons to leave. Leave, leave them. Be with the person who gives you a million reasons to stay. (laughs) Like, oh my God. Like, We listen to these messages from romantic comedies and from these songs, music, whatever, about this, like, torn up, 
love relationship that this person is just like giving their all to be with somebody who it really sounds like they don't give a crap about them. And we are like romanticizing toxic relationships. And that's not okay. I really think that we just need to like just be mindful of those messages because it's not normal. It's not healthy. It's not good. Like, no. So the closure you are looking for can actually be created without involving that other person. Because here's the thing, especially if it was like a bad breakup or something like that, that person's probably not going to respond in the most healthy way. So you probably won't, it probably will just make it worse. Not reaching out to them can't make it worse, but reaching out to them can make it worse. The only caveat to that is if you are saying something without any expectation of a response from them. Like, sometimes I will do this where it's like, all right, I just need to get something off my chest and I'm going to be very amicable. I'm going to be very, you know, gracious in how I say this. And they, you know what, if they don't respond, I would understand. Like, I'm not looking for a response from them. I just need this to be said so that I can move on. That is one caveat to that. But, you know, I think it's worth it to, like, have the conversation you know, don't just like shy away from any form of of confrontation. It's not, it doesn't have to be like negative confrontation. Don't shy away from having a conversation with someone about maybe why something ended or why something didn't work out. But don't go into the conversation trying to control the outcome. It, it's the same thing with anything, right? There are two ways to respond to a situation. Well, okay, three. Two ways are insecurity. One way is confidence. There are two insecure ways to respond to a situation. You can either give up, avoid it, not do it at all, or you can try to control it, have really specific expectations on the outcome of that thing. And both of them land you in a place where you don't feel great. So... Rather than that, the confident approach is a balance of both where you know, no matter what the outcome is, that you are going to be okay. That it doesn't change your identity. Getting that job wasn't going to change your identity. Knowing that that person still loves you isn't going to change your identity. That's not feeding your self-worth or it shouldn't be. It doesn't feed a confident woman's self-worth approval from other people. That's what it all boils down to, right? You want to know maybe like the thing that you could change to be better. No, it just wasn't a fit. For whatever reason, it wasn't a fit. And that is enough to move on. Because listen, there's going to be a job that is a fit. There's going to be the person who is a fit. There are friendships in your life. There are things to do in your life that have nothing to do with relationships, that have nothing to do with maybe your career, that it's like there is so much more to live for every single day 
than to get closure because you're hung up on some thing that didn't work out the way you wanted it to. You don't get to decide the way things are working out. It's not up to you. But it's your job to just move forward and to find that thing that is going to work out for you. And you can't find the next thing when you're focused on the thing that didn't work out. It didn't work out for a reason. Let it go. 